0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyssen, the second Tour de France rest day. This show is brought to you by our show partner, Lacole. use code LRTDF20 for 20% off at Lacolle's website. Benji, Not much has changed. We've had a fair bit of action, but to be honest, GC is looking very similar to how we left it after the teen stage. Pogaccia still 5.18 ahead of Uran and Wingegaard at 5.32, Carapaz 5.33, so 2-3-4, very tight. O'Connor hanging in there 5th, 5.58. Kelderman 6th, then Lushenko, Mas, Martin all in the 7 minutes, and then Bilbao 10.59, just going for that top 10 result. Did we... Did you expect more change in the guys two through sixth?
1: I've got the feeling that with the parkours we got this week that I didn't expect too much change to happen. I think that we also like put that in our preview early on that we expected these middle stages in the Tour de France to have less effect on GC until we hit the stage 17, stage 18. That was one of the reasons when uh, Van Aert was second on Tireno, we thought... If he's in yellow at the start of the second week, he likely still is at the end of the second week because, well, quite simply, the stages in there are likely breakaway stages and such, and the peloton will likely not really go at ultimate force. And I think that's also a factor of it because you don't have that controlling team that is ultimately strong enough to keep up the pace the entire stage and still go for the stage. So you've got a stage like Fawn 2 and the one we had yesterday where. UAE is willing to just control but not at a pace where they want to go for the stage they say okay we don't need to 15 minutes well they didn't do 15 minutes but eight minutes nine minutes just go ahead you can have the stage and that's good for UAE they're fine with that and that plays into the effects in GC that's why you don't have harder stages for the peloton necessarily which means that the changes in the peloton GC and the gaps are very minimal and that's what we see in GC. We see that compared to the Tinia stage before the last rest day. We've got O'Connor back where he belongs, below the podium candidates. We've got Guillaume Martin who went up in GC and down in GC again as literally where he where he stood a week ago and then Godou falling apart and perhaps Maas dropping a few places. But that's really it when it comes to the GC changes. I think the major difference though is that we now have jonas Vingegaard, who to me feels like he is the optimal candidate for second place now compared to last week i did really have my doubts when it comes to him is he going to keep it up for three weeks is he good enough to keep it up for the next week as well and stuff like that and now i feel more and more trustworthy and comfortable with jonas and knowing that his team is getting stronger i think that's definitely playing a role what's your take on the potential podium fight at the moment
0: yeah, I mean, we didn't really see much happen because we didn't have a mountaintop finish in this second week. Yep. So that's when there's no mountaintop finish, it just makes it much more likely there'll be a breakaway win. Um, even on Team, there was a mountaintop finish and was a breakaway win. But yeah, I mean, God, I think he, I don't know, he still isn't really going for second. I think he's still trying to attack Tadej Pogacar, and it'll be interesting to see does that strategy change. I think Enric Maas and Movistar quite astutely. They're just going for podium. I don't think Mas, they realistically don't think Mas can beat Bergaccia. So they're just going for podium at this point. And whether that's actually an advantage to just go for podium, like Kelderman is not spending energy attacking. He just spends the energy closing down O'Connor in fifth. Uh, But yeah, the stage winners we had Cavendish, stage 10, Van Aert, Pollitt, Cavendish again, Mollema, stage 14, and Koos, stage 15. I think Van Aert, very memorable winning on the Vaughan 2 stage, as well as Cavendish e, equaling Merck's record. Molimer and Pollitt, I mean, great teamwork from Trek, I guess. They've been there or thereabouts in a lot of breakaways, multiple riders. Koos as well. I mean, Jumbo Vizma after Roglic abandoning, Martin abandoning, Kessick abandoning. They've got Wingergaard looking like he's a podium GC, big candidate, and two wins in the second week. They have to be very, very happy with that. Uh, But yeah, what I want to talk to you about, Benji, we we both think, I don't think Cavotiel, so I think he's got Green locked up, right?
1: I think so as well. There's no real stage where I see that danger. I think his biggest problem, though, is that he's had some crashes in his team and the team has been hit quite a few times. This entire uh, Tour de France with Tim the the other day, it looks like the Clercq is getting better and is still well in the race and is still strong enough to help Gav if he can keep that up then I don't see any issue when it comes to Cavendish and even if the cleric ends up dropping out because of a follow-up of the crash then it wouldn't surprise me if they just reduce Alaphilippe's attacking and use him as help to get Cavendish to the line because at this point Philippe's breakaway attempts have not been very uh very it's successful efficient <laughs> yeah, yeah, as well. Like the way he does it is just lining up to be unsuccessful. You yeah. you start off a stage and you're attacking every single as second every and then you realize halfway the stage you're like, okay, he's not gonna make this on yeah. two. The second I saw the first 30 kilometers where he kept on yeah, attacking me was like, like nah. and winning. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, stuff like that plays into that, and that means that Ala Philippe, while he's already helping out Cavendish for the sprints with the initial preparation for the leadout and so forth, yeah. he might also play a role in bringing Cav to Paris in the next week, which I think is worth it. Like Cavendish is literally their golden egg right now. And yeah. if they can deliver him in green to Paris, then how crazy is that for a story?
0: Well, the stages he'd be most worried about are obviously 17 and 18. The, the benefit for him is he can stay in the group for a long time, 111, and yeah. eleven hundred and 15 k's before the Perasud starts on stage 17. Yes, it's a hard stage for sure, but he, you know he's only going to have to do 50 k's on his own, not on his own. A quick step around him, but dropped uh, like we saw on the stage yesterday. Or yeah, he, he was in the group until like 50 k's. That's a huge advantage. Then 129, 130 k stage on stage 18, two climbs. Yes, it's tourmalé l'uda de den, but they're not outrageous climbs. Still, eighty k's of flat beforehand. Maybe he gets dropped actually on the rollers. But I think he's fine OTL wise. And then stage nineteen, what Benji mentioned about the clerk being banged up, I really see uh, stage twelve happening over it all over again. It's possible we see a strong group of rulers get in the break and quick step like we just don't have the firepower to bring this back. Plus, calves tired. He was tired after one 2 and. Yeah. You might want to take that off. And then you got Champs-Élysées where you don't wait, really...
1: Wait, 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 wait. On stage know. 19 at the start, you've got that hill as well. Like, True. it really shouts trying to get as many people yeah. in the breakaway. Stern. So... you're right. Hey, continue. Sorry.
0: Oh, no, you're right. Like, you, Benji's right. you got that early climb where... And then later climbs where it's just... Yeah, I just think that could be a breakaway. And then 20... And then uh, it lines up for Champs-Élysées for him to break it anyway. And you don't need the clerk so much. Maybe this year, Benji... We could even see a lone attacker win on Champs-Élysées. If Alperson stop helping, Arkea don't have buani De Klerk's banged up, we could, I don't know, it might, this might be, the, if there was a year that a breakaway won on Champs-Élysées again, it would be this. The I, thing about I it dripping? is
1: like, if, if you're Cavendish and you've got a train, you've got Asgharan and so forth, how about you, you play everyone and you prep for a sprint and then you launch an attack with Asgren in the final three kilometers on that small hill going out <laughs> of the tunnel? <laughs> and no one, one him him no one will bring him back.
0: Yeah. No back. Exactly. it would be Zabel <laughs> for Greipel, having to chase it. Or well, Froome? No, probably Froome having to do it. So I, I take Asgren. I would take Asgren on the flat over Froome. Oh yeah, I would actually take him over Froome on the flat right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: certainly. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I'm messing. Did we even right. ask
1: that question? <laughs> I need to do some serious
0: business first, Benji, before we progress to the main topic that I want to talk about—the polka dot jersey. Our show partner Lacole, they produce performance cycling, uh, parallels. You've heard about them through the Giro d'Italia. They've got the McLaren Project Aero collaboration. Don't be like Guillaume Martin on the hundred K an hour descents around wherever you live. Get the Lacole McLaren Project Aero kit to make you faster. Uh there's 20% off using code LRTDF20 during the Tour de France. And if you're also part of our Velo Games League, you know about the prizes uh, for first, second, and third there. But thanks to Nicole for supporting the show. You can go and check them out through the link in the description wherever you're listening. Polka dots, Benji, it's been heating up. It's actually been the most entertaining battle I've found throughout the last, the second week. The current standings in the top five are Poles. 74 points, eight points ahead of Woods on 66, two points ahead of Quintana on 64, tied with Van Aert also on 64, then Molymer way behind on 41. So top four, Poles, Woods, Quintana, Van Aert. The stages we have coming up, the maximum points you can take on stage 16, 21, it's like a medium mountain stage, then 17 and 18, 60 and 62 with 40 available at the summit finish of each stage, double points. Then there's like two for the rest of the Tour de France points available. Do you think a GC contender is just going to snatch this away from these guys, Benji, or is 74 points enough almost for polls if he gets some more tomorrow?
1: Well, I'll turn it back a little and look at the people that are currently fighting for it right now first. We've got Woutz, Woutz, (laughs) Woods, Wout van Aert, and Quintana, and Wout Pools. Now, Those are the riders that are at the front of that, the fast four. We've got Bauke Mollema relatively close as well. And those are all at like 75 to 65 points and such. And Pogacar is on that with 26 points. Now, Wout van Aert, I think this is where Jumbo's problem lies. I don't believe that you can viably go for both Wout van Aert's KOM and Jonas Vingegaard's podium in the couple of days that are coming because if the finish is the 40 points, then Renard would have to try and win those <laughs> yeah, two stages. And if he will try and win those two stages, he can't help Jonas in those two stages. And those are the two most important stages right now next to the time trial, but the team can't help him there. So, well, depends. If they send another helmet just the day before the time trial, then they're basically not helping But So a good helmet would help him already. But in all honesty, those two mountain stages, I think... You can't go for both. Art cannot go for KOM and go for the other. They can prove me wrong. I'm fine to see it, but it's gonna be really hard to uh to see that happen. So I don't count him as a a candidate anymore. I'm afraid. Whitepool oh, looks do. to be the I one do. that I, I. Oh, you do. Here's
0: how okay. you do it. Here's how you do it. Okay. Stage 16. Vanart has to. Let's let's preview in part stage 16. Right. So 160 70 k's medium mountain. Got three main climbs. 11 k's five and a half. 13 k six and a half percent. 5.5K, 6.7%, and then sort of a rolly finish, little uphill, six, oh, like 900-metre, 6% punch, Van Aert territory, right? Van has got to go for the stage tomorrow. Whilst he's going for the stage, Benji, I'm, I, Poles and Woods will be in the break. I think it's going to be break. Get him to get some more points on top of those climbs. And then on stage 17, he goes in the break as a satellite rider for Mingugot, and he also to maybe – so he doesn't get dropped or pressured on the, on the Perissoud or Col de Val-Laurent-Azet, get him to go to those points. And if he gets those points, and the same on Tourmalet on Stage 18 and, say, pools and woods aren't there, he will have enough of a buffer in the KOM points that even if someone wins both summit finishes, they won't have enough points to beat him. And then, obviously, on the final climb,
1: he's got to help Jonas. Is that the way they can do it? It's... Like it's mathematically possible. I don't see it realistic. I don't feel it's rational to send him in the break three days in a row and expect him <laughs> to be worthy for Jonas Vingerga as well. He's like he's human after all. He might not look not, like it half of the time, but
0: human.
1: I I think that's a slight bit above his capabilities, but then again I'm Belgian, so I'm welcome to uh to see it happen. But I think that the more likely candidates for me is uh is Pools, Woods, and Quintana, or Pogachar, But it really all depends on Pogachar. If Pogacar says, yep, I'm going for stage 17 and 18, team's going to fight for it, I want to win both of those stages, and he wins both, then he wins KOM, because like, plus 40, plus 40 is 106 points. The others will have to get a lot of points along the way to try and beat that. I think 35 or something. It's possible, certainly. But it's not going to be super easy to win every single KOM thing if we see them blow up half the time of these attacks that they do. I think Wild Pools is the more likely candidate to take it home right now. Um, I don't think so.
0: I think who, he's I think he's spent too much early. Mm-hmm. And I think he might take like five and 10 and, and the eventually he's not going to... I don't see him being there for the final climbs. Um, if I'm Woods, what... Oh, it depends how it really depends how the stages play out on seventeen and eighteen. Because what you don't want to do is go in the break, and then the break get caught before the final climb, and then you're not even competitive on the final climb. Um, and then yeah, GC is just going to take it. So the three, the top three at the yeah. moment are really at the behest of what Pogatra and Ineos do. Do you think the break is going to? It really. Do you think the break is winning stage seventeen or eighteen, Benji? It
1: looks. I think one it, of the two.
0: Yeah, one of them. It's pretty easy to control um, those stages. Yeah, but though. will you
1: e control two stages in a row? That's a question, like, are they willing to do that? And I'm not sure at this point because they didn't do it for an entire week, so I'm not used to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. It's, it's really interesting to see how it will play out. I mean, what I think might happen is polls will go on the break again tomorrow. It's a medium mountain stage that is not, high mountain there's not actually that many points available and i think he might cook himself tomorrow so that's what i see happening and and whether woods goes in there too he probably has to to defend uh but speaking let's preview that stage a bit properly i think break i think alaphilippe this is the stage that suited him the most i think van Aert can also win this stage perfectly as well Sonic colbrelli benji He's looked a bit off this is the one stage he could have won from the bunch with that uphill punch same with matthews do you see break or do you see actually bike exchange and bahrain controlling the derbridge and fred wright i mean this is if they were going to do it this is the stage to do it or do they send those guys in the break
1: breakaway i think breakaway wins the stage yeah dead on, on and i think that it's less likely to be a candidate like ala philippe and such because we've seen him breakaway so for that there are a lot of riders in there. We're going to have a, a fast run-in towards that call de poor in that stage 16 because we've got that descent towards it, which means that the breakaway will likely ultimately form on the call de poor or just before it. I think likely a small group before the call de poor, like we've seen a few times now, and then other people that are better climbers try to jump towards it on the call de poor itself. This will be a relatively large breakaway. Have no clue who would be able to uh, remotely control that i think the intermediate sprint afterwards means that matches will try and be in the breakaway stuff like that and i think that it's more likely that that group falls apart somewhere in between the climbs with an attack like don mohorich did to win the stage stuff like that he's arguably a candidate for the stage and um like a move in between the climbs could be doing something as well and i think that might lead to the winner here uh, of course, I I'm think, not sure, but I, I think EF
0: got a big chance. Got, uh, Magnus Court, of course, can win. Yeah, Igita can, of course, Valgrin. win. He's punchy. Valgren, <laughs> Benji always <laughs> mentions powerless. They could use to help them on the climbs. Jonas Ruch, they need to use him to help them establish the, By the break. Way, so,
1: is Valgren even at this race? Because I have not seen him this entire Tour de France.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I mean, Simon Yates. I didn't realize he'd abandoned. What about your man, Benji? I'll put you back on the spot, Aaron Brew. It wasn't he supposed to be winning this with an Astana attack?
1: This is supposed to be Astana stage to win. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> um, I um I don't think uh, Aramburu is doing that well. <laughs> 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 I, I can't that much more than that. I think Izagiri and such, riders like that could be in the breakaway for this one. But- oh, he came six the other day, actually. Uh, yeah, in a sprint, in a flat sprint. That's pretty good. Yeah, but I, I don't want to see him ride flat sprints. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> like their team has been strong in supporting lutsenko but it's not good when it comes to the breakaway so far and who do they have left for opportunities like this omar freil will likely try again that's honestly a rather good pick for this stage as well i hope aramburu the cycling guru he will try and go for it in saint hopefully that's uh, just completely biased take but <laughs> i guess i guess that's it and I think that we will obviously see Trek try again. The yeah. well, end hasn't really been up to standards, it seems, as Tour story of yeah. France. But uh, I think that Trek will need to uh, go into it again. They've got the team for this kind of stuff. And while Niboli is not here anymore uh, after the Olympics, they've still got Mollema, Thoms, we've got Stuyven, yeah. stuff like that. So those riders will try. Julian Bernard in the break again to set pace for those. Keneally Sonde. And yeah, there we go. We've got a potential track stage whenever they play it, right?
0: Come on, Magnus Court. This has got to be the one. Jonas Ruch, yeah. help him get in the break. Nielsen, Paulus, control the climbs for him. Have a Gita there as a backup option, too. Yeah.
1: mistakes for court in the break. Right? <laughs> yeah. I want to see
0: everyone helping Magnus Court uh, yeah. tomorrow. But yeah, I think what's your anticipation like for the rest of this tour, Benji? Is it a bit muted? You don't really expect too much to happen? Are you excited about the GC battle? Who, who do you think is, I think, Pogac is winning? Who is going to be second and
1: third? I think that based on the last two weeks, guy is most likely to get second thanks to his time trial because he's got that stage 20 time trial that's going to be very important for that. It's 30.8 kilometers. He can take arguably two minutes on on some of the competitors surrounding him, a Carapaz and so forth will lose a minute or more to Vingegaard, and I think Urán will be consistent in that as well. But he's just worse than Vingegaard in the time trial. Yeah. I think that Urán will be consistent on the climbs, though, and that's where Vingegaard could actually lose something if he has a bad day no, I or think in the third week he has will trouble. Be exposed.
0: I think he's been. I think he, he's he'll, got he'll a get huge exposed. team though on the on the longer climbs with the actual mountaintop finishes. Mm-hmm. No descents to make it up and people going full to the top. I think Iran is going to get exposed more. But maybe I'm wrong. Um,
1: I think you're wrong. I think the podium is Winger guy and Iran, but I think that if you're in, is going to jump over Iran.
0: If you're Ineos, do you stop at this point going against? I feel like Carapaz keeps stopping his attacks. when. Free Kwiatkowski. Begat. Yeah, well, first of all, let Kvyakoski on the break tomorrow for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Um, like, if, if EF can let everyone in, the, in their team have a crack, like, you can let Kvyakoski on the break. Um, Kvyakoski can win tomorrow for sure. But do you tell Karapaz, listen, if you attack and is there but you've dropped everyone else, just keep going on the climb and, and just go for second because I'm struggling to see where Karapaz is going to make up six and a half, seven minutes on pagacha by champs Say if you add in how much you'll lose in the TT. Um, so, yeah, do you think he should just go for podium at this point?
1: I think that the best thing Carapaz can do is on Col du Portet, Go early and keep going and just keep hammering it because like <laughs> these are steep gradients you've got the initial part is like 11 to 12 percent there's a section of 13 percent in there as well the latter parts are nine percent towards the top so this climb does, has only like two kilometers that go under eight percent average which means that this is going to be a really tough climb i think that on this climb a carapace can make a difference if he indeed makes those attacks count and keeps going he shouldn't be stopping his attacks when Pogacar is on his wheel, because Pogacar should be the least person on his mind right now, because right now he's having trouble podiuming.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: He needs to try and drop the people ahead of him right now, except for Pogacar. Like, just ignore him. Ignore the Slovenian. And (laughs) pretend he's not there, and just keep riding when you attack. Don't look back and, oh, he's yellow jersey in my wheel, let's stop again. Like, stuff like that, that's... That's what makes your attacks useless. And you've, you've mentioned it before, and hereby I mention it again. And I think the the point at which you can touch a rider like Uran and so forth is if you make it harder for a long portion of the climb. Because we've seen last year that Uran had trouble in consecutive climbs and longer climbs and such compared to the Slovenians yeah. and lows compared to right? a few others. What, sorry? colder
0: lows. Did he struggle yeah. on that
1: last year? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just in general, I think that the problem there might be that we don't know the capabilities of Vingegaard. And what if Carapaz does that and Vingegaard just strikes back and counters it and drops him?
0: I think Carapaz should worry about Uran and Keldum more. I think he should wait on Col de Porte, attack late, just one attack like he did in a like mm-hmm. late attacks, try and just take 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Maybe you take six bonus seconds if Pogaccio wins the stage and you, you take then six behind him and just try and actually take just a little, just try and take back some time on Uran. run. But the, you know, the question is, how much time does he need on Uran run and Winkagod before the TT? Because we, he's, I don't expect too much from his TT.
1: A minute um, and a half and that's not going to happen at this point, it seems.
0: Warik it's unlikely. A minute, probably. But yeah, you're right. Maybe you're you're probably right, Benji. He's 15 seconds behind Uran, you can't make up a minute and 20 on Uran in, in a last-kilometer attack. So yeah, I think you're right. I mean, if he he might not even have the legs to do that. So difficult questions for Carapaz, um, given that the two ahead of him definitely have the stronger TT and might just be playing defensively. Uran certainly seems to be playing defensively, which is the correct strategy. What about who's the real threat from the podium outside of those three? There's O'Connor, Keldman, Lutsenko, Mass. Mass is so far behind, I just
1: there's he's... no other danger for me. Yeah, it's I don't see any candidate for top 3 outside of Vingegaard, Uran and Karapaz unless all three of them crash. Like it's it's unlikely for me that Lutsenko is going to get up there. It's unlikely for me that Ben O'Connor will climb as well as the other three on the next couple of mountain stages. Calderman has been dropping yesterday on Bayer chalice. It's gonna happen again on one of the two climbs tomorrow No, uh, or oh, the day after tomorrow and and the day after i I don't trust him enough on those longer climbs and I think that it fits the Colombian and the ecuadorian better and it seems like it fits finger guard just as just as well.
0: I think he'd be all right O'Connor actually. I think he I think he'd be might surprise on stages seventeen and eighteen. um Hope it I, for you. Lushenko, the only way I see him podiuming is if Astana have a raid and get into the, the break with him tomorrow or something. Uh, that's the only only way I see him getting on the podium because he's just hanging on the climbs. And even if he makes like, back
1: a I minute mean, 30 What on TT. teams are going to chase him down, EF, likely? Because like, yeah. UAE, EF is a more likely team to chase back because Uran's clearly not caring about Pogacar. He's going for podium and... He's going to be happy with second or third. That's something you know. Movistar, yeah, Movistar always paces.
0: (laughs) Well, they should. I mean, Lushinga is ahead of Masan GC by 10 seconds. Yeah, I think it could be tight. I'm I'm not really sure how it will play out. I think Ineos will try pace one of those stages to launch another Carapaz move. If he has the legs, he can gain some time back, but seeing him gaining 90 seconds with the legs he's had on Uran and Wingard, just we haven't seen him looking like he can do that uh, to a tour so far. But anyway, what about Kuos Benji? I think Koos can be a big help for Jonas. He's coming into form. I think Jamba Visma might, might be able to put those riders under pressure as well. Um, so, yeah, podium battle should be pretty interesting. I don't have a firm view on how it will play out, but I agree with Benji. I think, mm, think Vingegaard is definitely there. I, I have a feeling Carapaz might leap over Uran, but Uran's is just so consistent. Um,
1: Anyway, about Vingaga, like, what's the take now? Because we've seen yesterday's morning that they had put those three riders in the breakaway. After the stage, they say that it wasn't the plan, that they were supposed to have two riders with Vingaga, as, like, everybody was saying, yeah, you should have had two riders with Vingaga just in case he crashed or has a puncture, which is an undisbandable take. They didn't realize that, and they adapted and overcame the issue that they had by applying satellite riders, just you need to go back as soon as possible at that point in the race, at that point in the race. So they, they adapted to that. And then you hear rumors like something about Wiggle on a motorbike that heard from Dutch TV who asked Jumbo whether they trusted and They said they didn't trust the white jersey or something, stuff like that. So like, there's so many things going around that it's hard to know whether Jumbo trusts Jonas or not. And they should.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, going for the stage win with Koos, that's totally a worthy trade-off. It makes perfect sense, stage win. I agree. But if Koos does his 6.4 watts per kilo for 12 minutes for Vingegaard at some point yesterday, I think that would have put a lot of pressure on Karapaz and Uran and I think he'd be second now with a nice little buffer. But they didn't. Trade win is yeah, – they got the stage win and they still have yep. two big stages to play for God anyway. And look, five minutes, 30 on Pagaccio with the TT to come. He either crashes out or he doesn't. doesn't even matter if you're 10 minutes back. You just got to go for second, I think, at this point. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, also I heard stuff like, oh, what about contract stuff? Well, he's contracted to them next year. It's not like he's out of contract yeah, either. Indeed. So I didn't really get that as well. But yeah, Tour de France, we're missing Van der Poel and Roglic and a f- Sagan and a few others. Uh, we've got Tokyo straight after. We'll have to f- fit in the preview for that straight after the race, Benji. Nibali is obviously going to prepare <laughs> to uh, make sure Chikone doesn't win in Tokyo. Um, <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> I'm being so mean about <laughs> Nibali. But it's true, you will do that. They haven't been working <laughs> too well together uh, so far this year. But yeah, any last thoughts, Benji, on what to expect? for What's a hot take you got for the next next week?
1: A hot take is that. Well, I'll I'll repeat my hot take from January, where I said in the Ajdzir Citroen team preview that by the Pancha with top ten, the ground three, rides. He's on twelfth right now. He's only uh thirteen minutes behind top ten. It's <laughs> <Jesus>. gonna happen. <laughs> Had to be a hot take, okay? <laughs> Jesus.
0: I mean, uh, app. I want you to please ride for Ben O'Connor, um, who actually Ben O'Connor really- needs
1: to ride for app. <laughs>
0: Cheers. Makes no sense, but do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think.
0: It is a French team after all. Okay, if you want to support the podcast, <laughs> what you can do is review and give us a rating if you listen on podcast players or like the video on YouTube if that's where you're watching or leave us a comment on what you expect for week three and whether you've enjoyed the Tour de France so far. But until tomorrow's Stage 16 recap, ciao.